Thank you once again for joining us. We pray you were blessed. Please don't forget to click on the other episodes to continue in your journey with us. Don't forget to also share and follow this podcast. May the good Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. God is good. Just remain in the mood of worship. Begin to ponder over the greatness of our God. And as they were singing the song, Yahweh, Yahweh, the Lord dropped this scripture in my heart from Exodus chapter 6, verse 2. And the word of God says, And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name Yahweh to them. Hallelujah. Beloved, we are gathered here today, and the Lord is going to reveal his new name to you. Hallelujah. To Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, it was God Almighty, El Shaddai. But to Moses and the children of Israel, the Lord said, my name is Yahweh, the Lord. I don't know what the Lord's name is for you today, but I want you to understand that God is going to give you a new name. For some of you, he's going to be your healer. For some of you, he's going to be your provider. For some of you, he's going to be your soundness of mind. For some of you, he's going to be your lawyer. The Lord's name is Yahweh. He said, I am that I am is my name. Just begin to exalt the name of the Lord. And whatever he is to you, whatever God he has been to you, whatever name he's revealed to you, just begin to adore him to that name. To Abraham, I'm God Almighty. To you, I am Yahweh. If you need him to be your soundness of mind, just begin to praise him. If you need him to be your lawyer, just begin to praise him. If you need to be Jehovah Jireh, your provider, just begin to call on the name of oh, us. His name is Jesus. No greater name. Masataraba. Yahweh, Yahweh, oh, Yahweh, yeah, Yahweh, 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 oh, Yahweh, Yahweh, Today, oh Yahweh, you are here today. 
Have your reign. Take control, O oh God. Move in the midst of your people. Speak, Lord. Let your word come forth like fire, O oh God. Let it convict. Let it come to perform the reason for which it was sent. That your name will be glorified, Yahweh. Your name will be glorified, El Shaddai. Your name will be glorified, Jesus. Your name will be glorified, Healer. Your name will be glorified, Mighty One. We adore you and we honor you. For you are seated in your house. And you're seated in our hearts, oh God. And you've made our hearts and our minds your dwelling. We thank you, Yahweh. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord, PIWC. Praise the Lord, those watching online. Hallelujah. After Easter Sunday, after Resurrection Sunday, we have a reason to praise our God. Let us not be like the early church. Let us not be like the disciples who, after Jesus had died, were like, oh, my God, we're going back to our old self. But on the third day, Bible says that he rose again. And Jesus revealed himself to the entire church for 40 days before he ascended. So God is here with us. Hallelujah. And we are recipient of his grace. We are recipient of his resurrection and his ascension in heaven. And he reigns in the midst of his people. So don't be downcasted. I know the weather was nice yesterday and it changed today. But it's all, all right. God is still ruling and he still lives with us. Amen. Amen, amen. As you can see, our pastor and first lady are not here today. They have an assignment in Albany District, helping them out with their building dedication and fundraising. But they are here with us in spirit, amen. And we know the Lord is going to minister. Our Rima focus for the month of April is Christ, our pattern of giving and sacrifice. Christ, our pattern of giving and sacrifice. And today I'll be focusing on the pattern of giving demonstrated by Christ. Hallelujah. Beloved, we are all here today, seated in this auditorium, watching at home, watching online, from wherever you find yourself, by the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. He left his glory in heaven. He left all his splendor and all his glamour. He left his throne in heaven. He left all his riches in heaven. He left his divinity and took upon humanity. It was God in the flesh, God in dust, hallelujah. So now we find Jesus Christ, a limitless God, who can do all things by all possibilities, now limited to the flesh. He was the greatest being that we have ever known on this world. But Bible says that he endured and came to the point of the lowliest states of mankind, which is the state of slavery. Jesus was a sinless God, but he became the sin of all the world. And most importantly, hallelujah, he felt pain as God in the flesh. He felt sorrow as God in the flesh. He felt hunger. He felt what it meant to be tired. Bible says that the Lord never sleeps nor slumber, but in the flesh, the limitless God found himself tired at times, hallelujah, and he would sleep on the way in the midst of a storm. He was sleeping. That's how tired he was, hallelujah. And most importantly, he was the firstborn of all creation and the beloved of God. But at one point, he was rejected and forsaken by his own father. Let's turn our scriptures quickly to Philippians 2, chapter 5, chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation. If you have your Bible and you have your eye Bibles and eye notes on the line, made himself of no reputation. Taking the, the form of a bond servant, other versions say the, the form of a slave, and coming in the likeness of man, and being found in appearance as a man, Bible says that he humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Hallelujah. Bible says that we should let this mind that was in Christ be on us. Hallelujah. So beloved, if you're seated here today, I pray that you will have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. Have the heart of Christ. He said he made himself of no reputation. I don't know what reputation you have that you've been holding on to since you came into the body of Christ. But Bible says that Jesus made himself of no reputation. Other versions says that he emptied out himself. He gave everything that he had. 
not his essence as God, because he was God indeed. He was full God and he was full man. But the privileges of being divine, he put that aside and took upon the existence of a slave. The existence of a slave. Which means he subjected himself as a slave to the will of the Father, allowing himself to be scorned and mistreated by his own creation. We find the creator now in the hands of his own creation. The creator now being controlled by his own creation. And I bet if it was any one of us in that situation as God in the flesh, we would have done something different. If it was me, I'll be like Elijah and say, fire come down and consume all these people. I would have declared, if I be the son of God, let fire come down. Or if you were Elisha, you say, God, these people are making fun of me. Let bears come and maul them all together. But he remained silent. And all he said was, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. The mind of Christ. Beloved, what are you experiencing? Has a family member hurt you? Has a brother or sister in the body of Christ hurt you? I will pray that you have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. That you put your reputation aside. You put your ego aside and have the heart of humility to the point of humbling yourself to the obedience of God's word even unto death. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And why would the Bible emphasize death on the cross? In the Jewish culture, for you to be hung on a tree, if you die on a tree, that means you're cursed. So his curse became your blessing. Your death that we deserve, my death that I deserve, he took it upon himself, that curse. He took it upon himself that I may receive the blessing of the Almighty. Praise be to God. He died a shameful death. He died a painful death and a gruesome death that was meant for you and I that we could exchange it and receive his divine glory, his divine beauty, and his divine blessings. Hallelujah. And today being Communion Sunday, we stand in remembrance of what Christ did for us on Calvary, the price that he paid, and the ultimate sacrifice that he made for us, that we may receive redemption unto God. Hallelujah. Now we're talking about giving, and we're going to go into the pattern on which God gave. Hallelujah. And most of it in the church, giving has become now a taboo to talk about. But it behooves me and it, 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 it troubles me a little bit that in the body of Christ, people who are saved by God, giving shouldn't be a problem. Giving shouldn't be an issue. Giving is not a matter. Hallelujah. Because the very God that we serve, the very one that we worship, the very one that we adore and we give our lives to, all he did was give. Somebody says Christ is the gift that keeps on giving. Every day you wake up, he gives you a new day to say. The Bible says that new mercies we see every morning. New mercies. He gives you something new. He gives you new grace. He gives you new blessings. For the fact that you have the breath of life in you, that means that God keeps giving unto you. He keeps protecting us. So our God is a giver. And those who are called and under his feet and are redeemed and are bought by his blood must be givers. Hallelujah. So what I say here is giving is essential and critical part of our worship and walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it originates from God himself. Look at what God is. He used giving as a demonstration and expressions of his immense love for mankind. So in the garden, before he breathed, he gave his breath to Adam that he may become a living soul. He had already made provision for Adam and Eve. Beloved, I want you to understand that God is a giver. And if we are his sons and daughters who are in the kingdom of our God, that we must reciprocate what God is. He is a giver. And we must also give in every capacity and every opportunity that we get. The epitome of God's expression of love to mankind was the giving out of the very best of himself, his only son, Jesus, as the gift of redemption and salvation to the world. So we read in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He gave his son because he loved us. I love what Romans 8, 32 says. It says, He who did not spare his own son, he who did not spare his whole son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also 
truly give us all things. If God did not spare his own son, in scriptures we, t- we see God telling Abraham to sacrifice his only son Isaac. And to the point whereby, and this is, this is a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Abraham was the father of faith. Hallelujah. And, and when God tells him to offer his son, he was obedient. Bible says early in the morning, he gathers Isaac. He gathers some of his servants. And he goes to offer Isaac as a, as a sacrifice to the Lord. He was obedient to the point of raising the knife to kill his son. But the Lord stopped him there. Hallelujah. Beloved, how obedient are you going to do, be to the voice of God when he calls you to give out all you have? When he calls you to give out your very best? Are you going to be obedient till he provides for you? Hallelujah. So just as Isaac was obedient and, and kept himself, and, and it just shocks me that Isaac would sit there and let his father tie him up on the altar, ready to kill him, and doesn't say anything, foreshadowing our Lord Jesus Christ, who was obedient to his God and to his father to the point of death on the cross. Hallelujah. He said he did not spare his only son. So how much more will he not give you all things, all things? Beloved, we are, we are looking for the all things but the all things are in Jesus Christ. Jesus is our sufficiency. He is everything that we need. Amen. Just as Christ was the gift of God to the world, so is the Holy Spirit the gift of Christ to the church. So Jesus, when he was leaving and going back to the Father, he did not leave us as orphans, but he also gave us the promise of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in you, and the Holy Spirit lives in me. Hallelujah. That has to give you a reason to shout and to be grateful. That God never left you, and he has given himself as a gift unto the world. Hallelujah. So when we come to the Lord, all he requires and what he expects, that the greatest gift we can offer to the Lord is giving up of our lives, giving up of ourselves, our body, mind, soul, and spirit to the lordship of his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, that let this, the scripture says that let this mind that was in Christ be in you. And Jesus put his reputation aside. He emptied himself. He put his ego aside. He put his temperament aside that he may become a bond servant in obedience to the will of God, in obedience to the word of God unto death. Hallelujah. And when we give up our lives fully to the lordship of Jesus Christ as a living sacrifice, then out of it, we can fully give all that we have as an offering unto the Lord. So if you have a problem of giving, the question is, have you truly given yourself unto the Lord? It's not about what you have or how much you have in your bank account. It's about how sold out you are to the Lord. It's not about the quantity, but about the quality of your gift unto the Lord. And beloved, as we prepare ourselves, and we're about to enter into a week of Kingdom Builders Conference next week, and we're going to give as a church. Let us get our minds and our hearts ready that, God, I love you so much that if this church is having a project, I have a reason to be a part of it. Hallelujah. This mic that I'm using is from a family that was like, Pastor, we see you preaching, but you're holding the mic. We want to give you a gift so you can be able to move freely. And today I'm a recipient of that blessing because pastor is not here. Amen. And God bless that family for doing that. I've seen during the pandemic, families, friends, people just giving out their whatever they have, cooking for people in need. Hallelujah. And that is what we as a church ought to do. Amen. And when it comes also in the building of God's temple, God requires that he has blessed us enough. Hallelujah. He has blessed us with all riches in Christ Jesus that we are able to give up and give out everything we have unto the Lord. But it first starts about your heart for the Lord, how passionate you are about the Lord, how much you love the Lord, and how much you're willing to give unto him. So I have a problem when, in today's day and world, people talk about not giving of tithe. People talk about not giving to support. Uh, Tithing should not even be a debate or a struggle in the body of Christ. As one of my elders who say, tithing is not even uh, an offering. It's not a free will offering. He says, bring the tithe. Hallelujah. In scriptures, it says, pay your tithe. Hallelujah. So the least you can give unto the Lord is your tithe. Hallelujah. Beloved, if the Lord has blessed you and God has been so faithful to his church and the people of God, if the Lord has blessed you with a job and you're making your earnings, whether a student, whether whether you're a child, a teenager, you're making whatever, give the Lord what belongs to the Lord. 
Let us be faithful in this. Let us give to God what belongs to him. Keeping that extra 10% or whatever amount that God has placed you on your heart, giving that extra 10%. Some people go beyond that 10%. Keeping it for yourself, it's not going to make you any richer. And giving out to the Lord, it's not going to make you poor. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he will destroy the devourer on your behalf. And he will give you more that you will not have enough room to contain it. Can we test the Lord in this regard? Can we, can we trust the Lord in this regard? The Father, you have given me this job. You have given me the power to make wealth. And Father, I bring to you what belongs to you. If you're watching me online, I want to declare to you that whatever God has provided for you and your family, the Lord says, give unto him what belongs to him. Jesus told them, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. If all of us had the opportunity that we actually had the right to pay uh, taxes when we wanted to, the reality of the matter is we wouldn't. So the government doesn't trust you and I. So they take their portion up before you get the rest of your money. This mark. But look at your God. He says, my love should be the reason why you come to give unto me. Because you love me so much. Because you believe and you trust in me. Whatever I have given unto you, I'm giving you the responsibility that you're going to be faithful regardless of what circumstances you're going to go through. And you're going to give unto the Lord. We will give our time. We will give our talents and our gifts to serve in the kingdom of God and we will give financially to support kingdom projects to glorify the Lord. So as we prepare our hearts to give, I just want us to take a look at ways in which Jesus gave. Number one, give lovingly. Give lovingly. Remember, love is the reason why you give. And love was the reason why God gave unto us. Give lovingly. John 3.16 says it. And Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The demonstration of God's love is seen in the sacrificial death of Christ on the cross. I have here, let your love for God, let your love for the kingdom of God, let your love for the family of God and the things of God be the motive for your giving. Out of the abundance of God's love that he has lavished on us, we must love on him by giving to support, to be a blessing to families, to be a blessing to our community. So Matthew 6, 19, 21, 19 to 21 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on this earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So the question is, where is your heart? Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And 1 Corinthians 13, 3 says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profits me nothing. We give lovingly. Love should be the reason why we give all that we have unto God because that's what led Christ to give. Hallelujah. Though I give all my riches to the poor and I even give my body to be burnt up, without love it profits me nothing. Which means loveless giving brings no profit to the giver. Loveless giving gives no profit to the giver. But, beloved, I pray that we will begin as a church and as individuals, as families, to give unto God what belongs to him because we love him. Hallelujah. And because he's the Lord that loved us first. I love what Matthew 4 says. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, now you have something against your brother. So it could be the either way. And remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there at the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Let love lead you to give. And when we give lovingly, that means we're also giving faithfully and generously. And God blesses a cheerful giver. So number one, give lovingly. Jesus gave out of love. Number two, give willingly and freely. 
give willingly and freely. Let's read John chapter 10, verse 14 to 15 and 17 to 18. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down for my own accord. Jesus laid down his love, life for us, by his own accord. He was willing to lay down his life for us. He did it willingly. He did it voluntarily. It wasn't by force. It wasn't by compulsion. It wasn't by demand. I'm sure there was a, there was a church service or a court case in heaven, and God presented his case for the rescuing of man. And Jesus, all of heaven was silent, but Jesus lifted up his hand and said, Father, I will go. Hallelujah. And he did it out of love and compassion, and he did it willingly and freely. And in 1 Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, says, this is what Paul says, verse 3. Moreover, brethren, we take known to you the grace of God bestowed upon the churches in Macedonia. Look at what the church in Macedonia did. That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Church, listen to this. In a great trial of affliction... The abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. And I like how the NIV says that in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up rich generosity. It doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter what we experience. When we allow the joy of the Lord that is within us. When we allow the grace of God that is upon us, it is able to well up riches of generosity. So it doesn't matter what your bank account says, but what the joy of the Lord in your heart, which is your strength, is in you. And you let that overflow, hallelujah, even in the midst of your poverty, even in the midst of your affliction, even in the midst of your situation and problem. Bible says that it is able to well up, well up, well up. It is able to abound in riches of generosity. And I pray this over the church, hallelujah. And out of the riches of your generosity, the Lord will bless you more than enough that you will not have room to contain it. it says, for I bear witness according to their ability, and yes, beyond their ability, they were freely willing. According to their ability, and well beyond their ability, because Paul knew the situation that they were, in, they were in. Well beyond their ability, they were freely given. Why? Because the joy of the Lord to see the word of God go forward, to be a blessing to many, to see people come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Well beyond their ability, that joy, well the riches of generosity. May that well be your portion today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll just make this side comment real quick. And I just want to appeal to all the professionals at PIWC. By God's grace, all of us are blessed and doing well professionally. It just brings me back to a story, and my Dick and Richard um, mentioned during our youth camp in, 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 uh, a few years back. He said he was just shocked at the joy that his parents would give unto the Lord. And when I grew up and started working, I came to find out, as a matter of fact, my, both of my parents' income combined, it's not that close to what I'm making by myself. Hallelujah. But the joy that our parents had. Young people, look at your mothers and your fathers seated here. You're, gonna make, you're, you're probably going to be making three times, four times, five times as much as they do. But they have kept this church in the financial state it is by the joy that they have for the Lord. They gave out of pockets. We would go to conventions. We would have programs. And back then, we used to give. It's not like today where it's like, oh, it's only limited to two givings. Like we have a building fund, and then there's going to be another one for uh, uh, member care and, and for one another. 
But back then, we used to give. Every meeting was a given meeting. Hallelujah. But our mothers will, will, will rise up and give $5,000. I'm like, hey, wow, they're rich. $10,000. Hey, wow, they're rich. I'm like, hold up. What is this thing? And I, when I read this scripture, it just made perfect sense. Hallelujah. It's not because they had $10,000 sitting there. It's not because they had so much money in abundance. Hallelujah. And I have gained a lot of respect for our parents for what they've done for us. Because in all, in, you know, how well we're doing as well, a lot of us have to keep a budget. And one of my elders said, Sam, we don't work with budgets. And I didn't understand that. Hallelujah. And now I've put my budget when it comes to giving. I've left it open. Hallelujah. I used to have a wedding, $50. Uh, funeral, $50. (laughs) Uh, Family situation, $50. And the Lord says, how can you budget when it comes to giving? You should give out of your heart. You should give lovingly. You should give willingly. You should give freely. Hallelujah. I'm not saying budgeting is bad. But there are certain things that you can budget and do math with God when it comes to those things. Hallelujah. So I had to learn that when it comes to giving, Lord, I'm not budgeting with you. I will give my tithe, all right, but when it comes to being a blessing to a family, Lord, I'm not budgeting with you. Whatever you lay on my heart to give, I will give. So if I need to make adjustments in my expenses, if I need to make adjustments in the things that I want to do for myself, I will make sure I make those adjustments so I can be a blessing to the body of Christ, so I can be a blessing to somebody, a brother or a sister in need. Our parents didn't make as much as we did. But they gave willingly and freely in abundance. And I tell you, because of their giving, a lot of us are recipients of God's blessings today. And we're walking in the favor of God because of their zeal and passion. They let that joy they had in the Lord, well of riches of generosity, well of promises that they know that, God, I am giving this offering over my child. And I know, God, that you protect and keep her. And, Lord, I know you establish them in this land. And look at some of us today. God bless you you to our parents. And young people, I want to encourage you, if you're a professional in this house, do not hold back what God has given unto you. When the church is doing an offering, give freely, give willingly, give bountifully out of the abundance of your heart. And I know the Lord will continue to bless me. When I stopped doing budgeting with God when it came to giving, God keeps on blessing us. We don't even know where it comes from. It's not because we're working extra overtime, but even in the midst of COVID-19, opportunities are coming here and there that we never even imagined or thought of. That is how much God can bless us when we give willingly and freely in the abundance of the generosity and the well up of his riches in us. Amen. God bless you to our mothers. Uh, young people will say mad respect. Uh, a lot of respect for our parents. Uh, one of the, those of us that are married now with kids, uh, Dick and Sam and all those will talk be like, how did our parents do it? How did our parents do it? Some of you in high school, you won't understand until you become a parent. You start paying bills. You start paying rent. You start paying mortgages. You start taking care of kids. And you realize, wow, how did my mother and father do it? It's not because they had more than you did, but because God was their provider. Hallelujah. And I want to challenge us this offering that is coming, that let's not look at our bank account. Let's not withhold what belongs to the Lord. And if God has prompted you and touched your heart, give unto him what belongs to him. 2 Corinthians 9, 78 says, So let each one of you give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. Other version says, out of compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Hallelujah. All grace abound towards you. Always having all sufficiency in all things and having an abundance for every good work. All grace, all sufficiency, having abundance for every good work. And when our parents did this, God made all grace towards them, poured out all grace toward them. They had all sufficiency. And had, they had scripture real quick. One gives, Proverbs eleven twenty four. One gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly. That means he withholds, takes back, keeps what he's supposed to give unduly, but comes to poverty. What you withhold when you're supposed to give It's not going to make you more richer or less poor. But from everyone, he gives it willingly with his heart. And you shall take my offer willingly from your heart. Remember, it's not about the amount. It's about the Lord. 
and give your best according to the ability and the grace God has given you. You may have $100,000 sitting in your investment. Give your best and give according to the grace and ability God has granted you. 1 Peter chapter 1, 18 to 19. Let's see how Jesus this, did this. It says, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. Verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Hallelujah. The requirement of our redemption was the perfect, priceless, and precious blood of Jesus Christ. A lamb without blemish or defect. Beloved, God did not just give anything to save us. He gave the very best of heaven, which was his son, Jesus Christ. And it was his precious blood, his priceless blood, that redeemed us and gave unto us the gift of salvation. In return, we must also give nothing but our very best in our response to the call of redemption. Be intentional and selective in your giving out. Be intentional. Don't just give anyhow. Oh, today uh, we're giving. All right, God, I only have $5 in my pocket. Pray to the Lord. Ask of the Lord, Lord, what can I offer for this offering? What can I give in this project that we're doing? And be selective and make sure you give the best you can. Because in Genesis 4, we see scripture about this. God talking about um, Cain and Abel. It says, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering. If the Bible is just underlines some of the fruits. Let's look at Abel in verse 4. And Abel also brought an offering. But Bible clarifies what kind of offering he gave. Fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. He was very intentional about the offering that he was giving unto the Lord. It wasn't just some flock. It was the firstborn of his flock. It wasn't just any part of the, uh, of, of, of the lamb. He also gave the fat portion, which was a sweet fragrance before the Lord. Cain, on the other hand, just gathered some stuff. All right, today we're giving God. Here's your offering. And Bible tells us that God did not respect the offering of Cain, but the offering of Abel he respected. Respect. Respect. There is something that when you do, moves God. And God says, my child truly knows me. She really understands me. And she truly loves me. And the last scripture we're going to read, 2 Corinthians 8, 7. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, and in all diligence, in your love for us, see that you also abound in the grace of giving. The NIV put it, that you also excel in this grace of giving. Giving is a grace. And God says we must excel. Hallelujah. That means when I'm giving, I must give with excellence. Scripture says that whatever your hand finds doing, do it well. God will take nothing but the best. And because we love him... And because we want to give because we love him, because we want to give freely and, and, and willingly, and because we want to give according to the grace and ability he's granted us, he says, excel in this grace and you shall be blessed. In conclusion, there is so much blessing in giving, for scripture says that it is blessed to give than to receive. And it will give, if we will give according to the pattern demonstrated to us by Jesus Christ in scripture, we will experience the blessings of God. And let's see what Luke 6, 38 says. Give, and it will be given to you. Watch this. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use to give, it will be measured back to you. And I pray that the Lord will give us a heart of obedience, according to the word, that we will give bountifully. We will give out of our loving heart, we will give out of a willing and freedom of heart, and we will give according to the grace that has bestowed upon us. So as we have this project coming up, there are certain things that we want to do in this house, and we were planning on doing it in 2020, but COVID came. That's all right. But the people of God, we are still alert. Hallelujah. 
and we shall accomplish it to the glory of God. There are projects that we want to do in this house. I want to encourage somebody, if you can partner up with a family, if you can partner up with a friend, just as the children of Israel brought their substances, they brought the gold, they brought the wood, whatever you can give. Just the other day, our, our music director was telling me, he's like, Elder Sam, uh, our mics are messed up. We need new mics. Why? Because uh, somebody did some work on our roof, left the rooftop open. The mics were sitting right there. It just rained on all the mics. We need new mics. I was like, how much is it? He was like, it's about $300 to $400 a piece. How many do you need? He's like, we need about five of them to replace them. Beloved, I don't know if you're sitting here and God has played that burden on your heart. Maybe you and your family, you and your children can give that provision to the Lord as we are doing this building project. Uh, They've told us we we need to uh, rearrange our stage. That is going to cost money. You can talk to the media team. They can let you know, hey, this is the plan that we have. Whatever God has placed on your heart that we will be able to accomplish this, this project to the glory of the Lord. Let the Lord give it according to the love that you have for him, that we'll be able to do this to the glory of God. Somebody just stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Begin to thank the Lord. Begin to thank the Lord. Remember, the epitome of God's expression of giving unto us was his very best, who is Jesus Christ. And just begin to thank the Lord that God gave you nothing but his best. God gave you nothing but his son, Jesus Christ, the lamb without blemish or spot. Hallelujah. Without any wrinkle. He was the perfect gift of God unto us. Begin to open your mouth, somebody. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. PRWC, open up your mouth. Let the joy of the Lord. Well up exceedingly great generosity as we prepare ourselves to give. Those of you at home, just begin to thank the Lord for his word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Remember, the epitome of God's expression of love to mankind was the giving out of the very best of himself, the son, his son, Jesus Christ, who was God's gift of redemption and salvation to the world. You may be watching at home. You may be sitting here in the sanctuary, but you have not received this gift of God. When a gift is provided, all you have to do is stretch out your hand and receive it. You've heard about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I'm here to announce to you that He's your Savior. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to restore you back to your former glory. Just as God purposed in the beginning, He is willing and openly and freely willing to forgive you of all your sins if only you would confess him as your Lord and repent of your sins and turn from your wicked ways. If you're watching us online, there's going to be a number or information projected on your screen. If you're giving your life to Jesus Christ for the first time, we want you to email us or call that number and we'll stay in contact with you. But just lift up your hands and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you express your love unto me on Calvary. I thank you that you came to save me and to restore me to my former glory. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sin. Come reign in me. Come rule in me. And help me, Lord, to live in obedience and in humility according to your word, in Jesus' name, amen. And Bible says that if you said this prayer and if you've given your heart genuinely to the Lord, heaven is having a block party because of you. Heaven is rejoicing because of you, and we rejoice with heaven. God bless you. God bless you. Saints, those of us that are gathered here and those of us that are in the body of Christ, I just want us to take this quick prayer. Philippians 2, 5 to 8 says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. It says, the Bible says that he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a slave. He humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death. 
This is our prayer. Lord, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. Lord, renew my mind. Give me a new mind. Give me the mind of Christ, oh God, that I may be able to live a life of obedience, a life of total surrender, a life of total humility unto you. Lift up your voice in prayer. This should be a genuine confession. If you truly believe that you want a new mind and a new heart, that will be in total obedience to the Lord, that will respond to the call of salvation, to live in total surrender. The Bible says that your mind, let this mind that was watching Christ be in you. Pray that God would take and rid of you of any ungodly habit, of any ungodly behavior, of any ungodly ego and temperament, any way that does not bring him glory. Pray that God would take it away. That he will restore himself humility and obedience. We present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, Lord. Lord, may you rid us of any lust of the flesh. May you rid us of any lust of the eyes. May you rid us of any pride of life. God, that we may be able to live according to your spirit, that we would walk in the spirit and not gratify the desires of our sinful nature. We surrender all to you, O God. We commit to you, O God. We pledge allegiance to you, O God. In the name of Jesus. Our next prayer. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7, that as you abound in everything, in faith and love, make sure you also abound in the grace of giving. Make sure you also excel in the grace of giving. This is our prayer. Lord, give us a heart of understanding and wisdom. We have the knowledge now, beloved, of how we ought to give just as Christ gave. But what we need to implement this knowledge that we have is understanding. So when you go home, God needs to give you a better understanding of the word you've heard today. This is our prayer. God, give us a spirit and a heart of understanding and wisdom that we will excel in the grace of giving in every opportunity that is offered. Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. That you will receive understanding. That you will receive revelation. That you will look, you will have the desire and passion to give as Christ gave, giving willingly, giving lovingly, giving freely, giving faithfully, giving generously, giving in the abundance of the grace of God, giving his very best unto the Lord. May that understanding be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Understanding, oh God, understanding, oh God, understanding, oh God, that we will not be swayed away by the things we watch on TV, by the things we hear in the news, oh God. But because we love you, God, we give all that we have in love for you, oh God. Why do 
because you first loved us, but because you gave your very best unto us. Teach us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to understand the grace of giving. Help us, Lord, to excel in the grace of giving. Help us, Lord, to give out of everything that we have, the very best that you've given unto us, that your name will be glorified. In the name of Jesus. Next prayer, we want to pray. Lord, help me to give lovingly. And we were made to understand that when we give lovingly, we give faithfully and generously. Lord, help me to give lovingly. Lord, help me to give faithfully and generously. Lord, help me to give freely and willingly. Help me, oh God, to give out of the abundance of grace you've bestowed upon me. And out of the ability that you've bestowed upon me. That I'll give you my very best to glorify your name. That we will see the kingdom of God and the people of God being blessed because of our giving. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. I give you my very best, God. We give out of a loving heart. We give out of a faithful heart. We give out of a generous heart. We give freely and willingly, O God, to propagate your gospel, to see your kingdom forth forward, to see people of God blessed in every capacity, that the needs of God people be met in the name of Jesus. Families in need and want, O God, we receive a blessing in the name of Jesus. We give our very best, O God, out of the grace you bestowed upon us, out of the ability you bestowed upon us, out of the gifts and talents and the resources you've given unto us. We give you all the praise, O God. May your name be glorified. Scripture says that there is blessing in giving. And Bible says that for Jesus, for the glory that was set before him, endured the cross endured the cross and now he is given a name that is above every name that at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee must bow last prayer God as we give let the blessings in it be our portion some people are going to give for their children some people are going to give for several reasons but when you give out of a loving and a willing and a free heart based on the best that you have and the ability that you have, God will give you beyond your blessings that you need. You've been expecting a breakthrough in a certain situation. Give unto God. Don't withhold. The Bible says that some people withhold and they become more poor. Some people scatter. They give freely and the Lord increases and the Lord gives abundantly. We are praying that that will be the portion of every person seated here at PRWC, every person watching online, even people watching across the world that want to sow into this ministry. We are praying that that will be our portion. Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. That young people, professionals, will gear up and say, Father, you lay something on my heart, God, and I will give freely to see your kingdom forge forward. Let the blessings, oh God, that are in obedience to your word be our portion. We bless your name. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. I know you have student loans to pay. I have plenty to pay myself. But the Lord says, give. I know you have bills to pay. I know you have things that you have to take off. But give out of the ability that you can. The very best that you can. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that the promises of God. He's not a man that he should lie. May the press down, the shaking together, the overflowing blessing of God be our portion. At this time, we just want to enter.
to the next phase of our service. You may be seated in the house. And beloved, we were made to understand today that the very best expression of God's love was given out of his very best, Jesus Christ. And today we are presented with those emblems, the body and the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. The Bible says that we should do this in remembrance of him. And as often as we do this, we should proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We're not just going to proclaim his death, we're going to proclaim his life. Not just his death, we're going to proclaim his resurrection. And we're going to also proclaim his reign in heaven until he comes. Just prepare yourself and just gather your emblems. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to dine with you today. Let the blessing of the communion be our portion. Paul says that he gives unto us the same thing that the Lord gave to his disciples on the night that he was betrayed. He took bread and he took cup. And Jesus says, this is my body broken for you. Take, eat. And in the same manner, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood of a new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. And not only do we remember the Lord, but this is also a period of self-examination that we are still in the faith, that we still love the Lord genuinely and faithfully. So I just want you to take a moment, just examine yourself. Don't worry about your brother or sister next seated next to you. This is a moment of self-reflection and self-examination. If there is anything that you are struggling with, this is the time to confess and realign yourself to the promises of God. Say, Lord, break me free of these chains and these shackles, of this yoke, that I may not drink and bring condemnation or judgment upon myself, that I will receive the blessing in this communion. Beloved, this is the body of Christ. You may not take of it. This is his blood that was shed for us on Calvary for the remission of sin. It's the blood of a new covenant. You may now take of it. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I am free. self unto us, O God. Your people have partaken of your body and of your blood. You say, this is the blood of a new covenant, God. We pray that the promises of the new covenant shall be the portion of us, O God. Let healing take place for those that are sick. Your body was broken, Father God, that we will be mended and restored. Let every brokenness be restored. Restore soundness of mind. Restore health. Restore feeble hands, O oh God. Restore feeble knees, O oh God. 
any weakness in the lives of your people. Let the strength, O oh God, that is infused in the blood of Jesus, Lord, be a portion for us today. And let the blessings in this new covenant, O oh God, be seen in our lives as we give all for you have given unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray you were blessed. Please don't forget to click on the other episodes to continue in your journey with us. Don't forget to also share and follow this podcast. May the good Lord bless you.